So for those of you that don't know me, my name is Anya. I've been a part, hello. Yeah, welcome. <laughs> I've been a part of the church for or since 2018 now. And I will just give you guys a short word for the night before we watch some rugby. Can I get a whoop whoop? Wow, nice. Okay. Let me just get my notes here. Give me a second. This is so awkward. I'm so sorry. <laughs> okay. So we are going to look at 1 Corinthians 12 from verse 12 to 26. So in, if you guys want to turn there, I don't think it's on the board. I don't think I put it in the slides, but I did. Oh, I did, don't know. But it's 1 Corinthians 12, verse 12 to 24. So last week, Marinas preached on the Holy Spirit and the different gifts of the Holy Spirit. And that is the beginning part of 1 Corinthians 12. In the second part, Paul goes on to write about the body and how we are all a part of one body. He starts off in this beautiful analogy saying, the Holy Spirit baptized all of us under his one spirit. That means that all of us, if we believe and if we follow Christ, we are all under one spirit. We all have the same mission. We are all called to be or to follow Jesus, but it can look different within our each own individual purpose and calling and mission, as well as it can look different for each church. That doesn't mean that the calling or the mission is different. It just means that the way to execute it looks a little bit different. And when we look at what he writes further, it just, he says that not everyone can be an ear because who will smell? And not everyone can be an eye because who will be the feet? And he just creates this beautiful analogy of saying, if everyone wants to be the ear, if everyone wants to be on band to worship beautifully, thank you, but if everyone wants to do that, who's going to host us? Who's going to give us coffee? Who's going to come and preach? Who's going to serve each other in many different ways? And that is why we need different parts that make up the body. Not one part is more important than the other. Not one part is supposed to get more glory. However, he does go on and say that if certain parts need more attention, we will give it the necessary attention. If certain parts need, um, I'm not exactly sure how he said it, but if certain part, parts need to be covered modestly, then we will do that to cover each other, but that still doesn't mean that one is better than the other or that one cannot function or that one can function without the other because we can't. Okay, then we're going to go into the second part. And it says, it's 1 Corinthians 12, verse 24 to 26. It says, but God has put the body together giving greater honor to the parts that lacked it, so that there should be no division in the body, but that its parts should have equal concern for each other. If one part suffers, every part suffers with it. If one part is honored, 
every part rejoices with it. And so if we are all a part of one body, we are supposed to move as one unit. We're going to watch rugby later, you know when they do the scrum thingy, and then they all bend down. They all go together as one. If one moves too fast or if one isn't pressed tightly enough against the other one, they collapse and it's just a crazy mess. But they move together as one body and as one unit. And that is what we are supposed to do within church and within the church body. And so to give you guys an analogy, I always like to think about it like this. When my body is standing here, randomly I'm outside, it's a Tuesday evening, I'm standing outside, and my body does this, my arm just goes like this. The rest of me is still, but my arm does this. I look kind of crazy, right? Because this is not in unity with the rest of my body. So if my body stands still, the entire body is still. If my body moves around, the entire body moves around, but it does so in unity. And that is what Paul is getting at, that we are supposed to be united within the body, that we are supposed to move within unity with each other, that one is not supposed to go off and do his thing. If my body is turned this way, my legs can't be moved that way, then I will look strange. And so we are supposed to move as one unit. So how do we ensure that we stay in the same direction? How do we move in the same direction with each other? So we need to look at the first thing, which is we have to submit under Christ. Paul writes that we are all baptized with his spirit, with Jesus's, not Paul's spirit, Jesus's spirit. Okay, so we're all baptized with his spirit, which means we all have the skill of discerning God's word. We all can hear him. We all can pray. We all can get to know his character and his heart for us, for the church, for the country, for the nation, for whatever, but we can hear him. And if we submit under Christ, we all will follow in the same direction. It doesn't matter if this person is serving in one capacity and another person is serving in this capacity because we are all walking in the same direction because we're all following the same God. God is not different to our individual experiences. The truth is the truth and his truth will always be be the truth. Thank you. (laughs) Okay, so we need to realize that once we submit under his lordship, Magnus a few weeks ago spoke about um, idols and how we oftentimes place idols, money, or different things above Christ. When we do that, we do not submit under his lordship and we will be walking in a different direction other than the body. So we need to ensure that we put Christ at the top because once that happens, unity and loving each other and just serving one another will happen automatically because God will change my heart to align with his own. Okay, then secondly, we follow our leaders and our church structures. 
So if you're added to this body, we follow our leaders and our church structures, not because we want people to just follow rules, not because we just think you should, but because each and every single church as well makes up the body. So this part is one church, this part is a different church. No single church, hopefully, serves a different purpose other than following and obeying Jesus. But each church maybe has a different mission and a different calling. And if it says there that God adds onto the body. So if God adds us into this body, or if you are added, you're just visiting tonight to watch the rugby, that's great. If you're added to another body, we are called to submit under the leadership of, or to submit under the leaders and the church structure. Because the church is going in a direction. And if this church is going here and this mission is going here, and my arm is doing this on my body, we will not work in unity. We will not follow our mission through the church, through Jesus, what Jesus has called the church to do. Okay, and thirdly, we have to get to know each other. If I exercise and I hurt my hamstring earlier in the week, I know my body, so I know that I hurt my hamstring, okay? When I go like this, it hurts quite a bit. So I had to strap myself, I had to take care of my body. I would not know that if I didn't know my body. So if I walk in my room, and there's the sharp corner, and I walk and I stub my pinky toe against that, my whole body will react. I will fall down, I will cry if I'm a drama queen, maybe some bad words will want to come out of my mouth because it hurts. Okay, that's because I know my body. And we, as a church, are called to know one another. If we know each other, then I will know where the need is. I will know where there is pain. I will know when there is a place to rejoice, but we have to get to know each other. Okay. So the question to ask is, do we know each other actually? Because it's easy to, if I am a part of the hand, to know my, the fingers around the hand. But do I actually make an effort to get to know my feet or the knee or the shoulder? Do I actually make an effort and step outside of my comfort zone of maybe just being here? And do I make an effort to get to know the rest of the body? Because if I do, we will move better in the same mission, in the same direction. And so we have to get to know each other more than just small talk, more than just, hi, how are you? How's the weather? Like, uh, okay. I'm not saying it's bad, but what I am saying is where is a space where we can share, you don't have to share your entire life story, okay? But where is the space where we can share with one another, one another what's actually happening in my life? What's actually taking place? Is there stuff to celebrate? We celebrate before um, the rest of the service. Why? Because it's a way we get to know each other and it's a way we get to thank God. Do we do that with each other? If one part suffers, the whole body suffers. 
If one part rejoices, the whole body rejoices. And are we actively getting to know each other to know when a specific part of the body has need? And so I want to challenge you guys. Instead of just coming to church, I'm not saying you have to be everyone's bestie. Okay? You don't have to be everyone's bestie. But are we actively trying to get to know new people within the body, even outside of the body? Are we actively trying to learn what's happening? And are there spaces where we can pray for one another, where we can rejoice with one another, where we can suffer with one another and carry the burden together? Thank you, Bianca. Because this is not a lone walk. Okay, this is not me and my walk with Jesus. It's not true. It's our walk together within the body. And so I want to challenge you guys for the next five minutes. Break up in groups and actually pray for one another. It can be prayers of rejoicing, thankfulness, or if there's a need where one of you might feel that you have a need to share. You don't have to share everything. I know it can be uncomfortable. To all my introverted, shy friends here, an, an extrovert will adopt you, I promise. <laughs> okay, Bianca will adopt you. So just pray together and try to be vulnerable where you can and just share a little bit on what is happening in life. What can I celebrate or where do I need prayer? So we're just going to do that for the next few minutes. Thank you. All right, so seeing that we have a, a sixth, core, sixth, sixth core value, so it's lordship, evangelism, discipleship, leadership, family, and then um, just conversation. No, not rugby or coffee, just conversation. Some of you have been talking in your groups, but you haven't prayed yet. That sounds like us. Yeah, well done. All right, you are in the right church. Um, I'm going to ask you to um, take time later to share if there's something specific you'd want someone to pray with, to pray for with you just beyond tonight. Um, I want to land, and Anya, thank you just for that short impartation. Um, if you are joining us tonight for the first time, um, we are in the reading through the book of Corinthians, 1 Corinthians. Um, and yeah, please do go and check out the, the previous podcast, um, read through 1 Corinthians with us. We'll be back to a, a normal setup again next week. But I think the book of Corinthians is such a great space where God is sharing his heart for the church. And I want to drop a principle into your heart. Um, I think it was last year somewhere we did a sermon series on, um, I can't remember the sermon series name now, but it was good. Um, but we spoke about the, the concept that you can only be loved to the extent that you are known. Okay? You can only be loved to the extent that you are known. So in our relationships with one another, where we are hiding parts of ourselves, we are not allowing parts of ourselves to be loved in that area. It's impossible, even in my marriage. So when I got married 11 years ago, I didn't know my wife to the extent that I know her today. But as I get to know her more, I get to love her more and vice versa. And then for us in this setup, in being church to one another, the more we allow ourselves to be known by each other, the more we also open up ourselves to be loved by one another. Now, is there a risk in that? Definitely. 
Whom of you have not been hurt by relationships in the past? Okay, my wife isn't here, but she would raise her hand. Yeah. Okay. No. <laughs> There's always risk when we want to love. There's always the risk of disappointment. There's always the risk of rejection. But we, as a church, like Anya mentioned, the first thing, we position ourselves under Christ, under His Lordship, under His rulership over our hearts. And who knows you fully? It's Jesus. So even the parts that you haven't declared to Him, He knows them. The parts that you don't want Him to see, He knows them. He sees them. The parts that you don't want your connect group to know, He knows it. And what is His response? You are the object of my love. He knows you fully, and He's the only one who is then also able to love you fully. And as we surrender under that love, I was wondering whether the rock is on behind me. As we surrender to that love, we get to also show that and give that to one another in this setting. But that's the principle. To the extent that we allow ourselves to be known, we also allow ourselves to be loved. And may we embrace that as a church for this, but absolutely for those who are outside of these walls. If we, um, we don't have to look far to understand that there's a massive need for authentic love and connection and community in the world out there. The, word, the world is hurting enough, and we as the church get to be the solution to the world out there. So as we allow ourselves to be known and loved here, may we then also know and love to the outside. Is that a challenge we can take up? So this is your challenge for the week. Find people whom you can love. Can you do that? It starts with the way you greet the petrol attendant, um, even though the petrol, the fuel price is super, super low. I'm prophesying into the future. <laughs> All right? Can we be a people who loves well? Amen.